0: Welcome to the Mental Health Bible Study Podcast with Tyree E. Rowell. Well, hello there. How y'all doing on this day? It's an awesome day. It really is because it is a day that the Lord has made. That's why. And I hope you're being very intentional about your thoughts as you're getting up, commanding your morning, just setting the tone for the day, thinking about God and leaning on Jesus' strength to get through this day because it is so important to command your morning when you get up and if you haven't been doing that today's a good day to start because as you get up and set the tone for the day you're you're letting god know the lord i need you and i want you to guide me and lead me and give me the strength to get throughout this day whatever comes my way i know i'm gonna be all right so I'm still talking about uh, Women for well, Women History Month, and um, here we are um, closer to the end of the month. And of course, this would be the um, last woman that I will be talking about from the Bible. So let's get to it. Today I'm talking about uh, Moses' mother, and um, according to the scriptures in the Bible, they say her name is uh, joshua and there was um an order that Pharaoh had put out um you know to to the Egyptian to kill all the male babies. Well, really to be it was told to the uh, midwives first, because I did do a um, lesson about the midwives um who did not follow um Pharaoh's order. So you can go back and listen to that episode. But, um, but after that didn't work, that's when he uh, gave a decree to all the Egyptians. And if you see a male baby, kill him. So um, the scripture says in Exodus, the second chapter started at the second chapter. Let me just say that right Because it's good to read the whole chapter. So I'm going to start at, Uh, the second chapter of Exodus. And this is where we learn how Moses got his name. And this woman um, who is Moses' mother uh, blessed my heart because there are times where we find ourselves as mothers, especially mothers who believe um, in the Lord. You know, mothers who uh, putting the trust in God And this um particular chapter blessed me because I'm, I'm you know at a point in my life where I have to pretty much um give my kids to the Lord, uh, especially when they get to a certain age. Because according to the society we are supposed to take care of our kids until they're eighteen, uh, because they are considered minors. Um, but when they get eighteen, don't you know that these kids think that they'll ground themselves, and and we just supposed to let them fly and do whatever they want to do? That's what they think, you know. But as a mother, I'm talking about me, I'm not so. I'm not like i um, I'm not like the animals where you can just, you know, at a certain age they. They babies get to a certain age and they just let them go because they have to. But me as an adult, a person who believes in the Lord, a person who is trusting in God, I have to get to the point where I'm like, Lord, you're going to have to help me because I don't know how to let go. <laughs> it's kind of hard. And when I was reading about Moses' mother, I was like, I, was, I thought about how brave she was. And not only how brave she was, but also how she surrendered her child unto God. And as the sentence of the scripture, uh, starting at verse 2, it says that the woman conceived and bore a son, and when she saw that he was a fine child, she hid him for three months. So while you got this order over your head that Every male child is supposed to be killed. Here you are with a son. And instead of focusing on the fact that anybody can come in at any moment and kill your child, I'm hiding my baby for three months. And you know these babies cry, y'all. Okay? These babies cry. Uh, and we're we trying to keep the baby quiet. I mean, that takes a lot. I was like, Lord, that that's scary to me. It really is. But she was able to hide him for three months, the Bible said. But there came a point when she could not hide him anymore. So she took a basket and put him in uh, this basket with other um, plants and, and things, trying to hide him, and place him um, in the, in the reeds by the river bank. Which was now which was the uh, Nile River, and his, the Bible says his sister stood at a distance because she wanted to know what was going to happen to him. So his sister just standing off, you know, trying to figure out what what is Mama doing and what is going to happen to Moses. You know, at this particular time, she's not even Moses yet, but um, she she wanted to know what was going to happen to him. And so she followed wherever the basket was going. But of course, there was Pharaoh's daughter over there, bathing. And she saw the basket. And the Bible says that she opened it and saw Moses and had pity on him. felt sorry for him. Now... We could care less about you feeling sorry for a person. You know, some people don't like pity. But there's not such thing wrong with being pity, having pity upon you. Because in this incident, the Lord used Pharaoh's pity to save him. Shoulda did. And that's when Pharaoh's uh, daughter had asked, the ladies to bring the uh you know, that was after after she had asked um, them to go get the baby and then bring them to them. The point that I want to get to is that Moses' um sister—I don't know the mom doesn't say how old she was, but I was—I was just thinking about how intelligent that she came up with this plan. And of course, all of this. Is ordered by the Lord, okay? All of this is inspired by God because God had a plan for Moses' life anyway. But I was just like, these provisions of how this happened, I said, my God, look at this. The girl went over there and told Pharaoh's uh, daughter that, um she said, do you want me to go and get um, a who-be woman to nurse the baby for you because Pharaoh's daughter probably don't have any milk to nurse the baby to nurse the baby because she probably doesn't have any kids yet It's this part so we know for sure that she's not able to nurse this baby so Pharaoh's daughter came up with this wise plan do you want me to go get a who-be woman to nurse the child for you and she said, yeah, go. So, of course, the girl went and got the baby's mother. I was like, my God. And I'm, I can't help but to ask myself, do you think mother's mother had any idea of how this plan was going to go? I mean, I was like, Lord, there's no, the Bible doesn't say if she had any idea of what, it's, what it was going to turn out. She had no idea how this was going to turn out. Okay. That right there is amazing to me. The the provisions of God being so perfect. You know, this right here, profession, baby. I just couldn't, it just blew my mind. I was like, Lord. She had no idea what was going to happen to Moses when she put him in that basket. And probably said a prayer for him. And just let him go. And to just, just let him go, you know, and I was like, my Lord, I know that you can make a way out of nowhere, out of nowhere. And I know that you will protect our offspring, just like you did in this situation. And even though there was a purpose on Moses' head, there also is a purpose on our kids too, you know. I'm believing that. So, back to the story. So, um, daughter said to uh, to the woman who was Moses' mother, and said, take the child and nurse him for me and I will give you your wages. So, here she is when they get paid to nurse her own baby. I was like, Lord, ah. oh, baby, mm, mm, mm. That right there, I was like, Jesus, this is so good. And so the woman took the child and nursed him. And then when the baby grew older, she brought him to Pharaoh's door. So she was there in the critical moment of his life. You know, from the baby on, uh It doesn't give us the age of how old he was, but I can just imagine that he probably was potty trained and all that good stuff. So here she uh, brought uh, Moses to Pharaoh. And Pharaoh's daughter is the one that gave him his name. And she said, Moses, because I drew him out of the water. <laughs> oh my God, even when you have, even when the people, and I'm talking about the Egyptian folks, even in Pharaoh's daughter, even when she had no idea what she's doing, <laughs> you still speaking through her. I was like, <laughs> Jesus, love her mercy. Don't, you, don't y'all know that God will speak through your enemies? <laughs> Jesus. I mean, baby, you just basically gave him a name that he was supposed to have. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because you drew him out of water. You named him Moses. Yeah. And that, and you know, and that is the story that you will always remember about Moses. Because every time I hear about Moses, I always go back to how he became Moses, because his mother had faith in God and gave him up—not so much as gave him up, but let him go so that he can live. <laughs> Jesus. Then that's when God made provision. You know, and I'm just like, what if she hadn't done that? What if she hadn't done that? But I really do do believe that God would have still made provision where he would still end up in the Pharaoh's house, baby. He would still end up there because that's just the type of God that we serve. We serve a God like that who already knows the ins and outs of everything. (laughs) I was like... This was a divine intervention right here. So perfect, I'm telling you. When God is in the midst of something, that is exactly how it feels. This right here, exhilarating, liberating. Because me as a mother going over there knowing that I can nurse my own child and then be paid for it, my God, oh, baby, I'll be back at the house shouting. Mm hmm. Because now my child can live. Woo. Lord, how my soul is so happy all over again. I mean, I get so happy when I read this because God not only just loved me, He loved all of us. And that includes my kids. So, why should I be so tight and hold them so tight when they are also His? They're also his and he has already made provision for our kids as well. So, Mother, it's okay to let them go. It's okay to put them in the hands of God, the unchanging hands, most definitely, the hands that will care for our kids for the rest of their days. Oh, my God. I was like, Lord, I thank you for reminding me for reminding me because you know i don't just have one child i have five and i have a stepdaughter so i'm just like lord when these kids get up on age, i'm just it, they they think that we just propose to just drop them out of thin air like the birds do <laughs> <laughs> letting them fly you know hoping that they will but that's not an easy task to do but as the days go by, you best believe the Lord gave me strength to do what it is that I'm supposed to do as a mother. So, I hope you all were blessed by this story because it is such a blessing to know that God is a way maker. He is a God of provision. My Lord. Mm. That was a very good di- divine intervention. If you need a divine intervention in your life, this right here, I pray that you will take this story to heart and know that God can do it. But you got to do what God has asked you to do. So y'all have a wonderful day. Thank you for tuning in to the Mental Health Bible Study Podcast. Subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss another episode.